Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Live from Los Angeles, welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Yes, live from Los Angeles. You may not recognize it from the studio audience, but that's because I'm in my hotel room. I'm out here in L.A. for the week, which is, it was the only bummer. I love being out in L.A., but I love doing everything that I do when I'm out here. But the only bummer is I'm sitting here in my hotel room. First of all, it is convenient that wrestling's on so much earlier out here. You get SmackDown done. It's on at like 5 o'clock. 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., you watch SmackDown, then you go out, you have your dinner, everything's perfect. Even Raw, three hours is a little more watchable when it's not the middle of the night. Raw goes off at a reasonable, you know, 8, 8.15, something like that. Much more reasonable than 11.15. I'm trying to go to bed. Look, here's the point. SmackDown, I'm sitting there watching it, and they're live from Newark. It's right by my place. If I wasn't out in L.A., I probably would have tried to finagle my way into a SmackDown ticket. But regardless, I'm out here with Jim Norton, uh, my new co-host. Hopefully, and we're hitting up a bunch of podcasts. We're doing our SiriusXM show live from the SiriusXM studios out here for the week. Hopefully, maybe tomorrow, we'll be able to visit an old friend that you'll hear more about. But, uh, yeah, you can follow along with everything that we're doing outside of the wrestling world on uh, Twitter. Yeah, Instagram and all that, but we got a lot of wrestling to talk about. Hell in a Cell, of course, over the weekend, Raw, SmackDown, update on the TNA sale, 205 Live, premiering at the end of the month. We'll talk about all of that, but I wanted to start the show with the interview. Why? Because I do every single week. It'd be really weird not to. Two days before Hell in a Cell, two days before the pay-per-view, my friends at 2K Games, creators of WWE 2K17 in stores now, brought Sasha Banks up to my studios at SiriusXM to catch up on a lot that we've missed. You know, I've, I've interviewed Sasha a bunch of times. Our relationship goes way back, but I don't think I've spoken to her in a year or so. You know, I've seen her here and there, but in terms of doing an interview, a recorded conversation... I haven't done a real interview with her since she came up to the main roster, and a lot has happened. Of course, last Friday, she was still the women's champion. She's not anymore. I'm going to get into my opinion on the Charlotte-Sasha Banks-Hell in a Cell match on the whole pay-per-view. But first, I'm going to play for you the conversation that I had with Sasha Banks. We got to sit down and catch up for about an hour on everything that's been going on in her career and, and the way she's been dealing with everything. Talked a little bit about our family, everything. Everything that you ever wanted to know. We got to the bottom of uh, with the legit boss, Sasha Banks. And we start with that here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Let's go to the interview. And now, the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. 
drop a beat. <laughs> it's been a while, but look who's back. If it isn't my favorite wrestler, Sasha Banks. Thank you. A lot's happened. You know, I was I was uh, thinking about it. I think it was June of 2015 is what it said on YouTube when Katie and I interviewed you at the NXT yeah. thing. And you were talking about Eddie Guerrero being your favorite wrestler and everything. And we brought up the frog splash. Yes. And you were I like, did it. yeah, you were like, <laughs> I don't know. I tried it once. Maybe I'll try to pull it out at, at a WrestleMania. A WrestleMania. And the WrestleMania. The next yeah. WrestleMania. It's so crazy, man. You pull it out. It really that seems interview, like a, yeah? a lot has happened. A lot. In that one little area of time. Because I was thinking about like the amount of where your career has gone mm -hmm. since then. I was like, what was that like? 2012 when we talked to her? And yeah. I was like, no, it was last summer. Goes by so fast, and I was the main event of was it Philadelphia in Philly, in yeah. NXT, first time for women there. Yeah, and, and now, I was with Charlotte, right? With Charlotte. Yes. Oh my god. Oh my oh god. Gosh, she's never gonna let me go. Leave me alone, Charlotte. <laughs> done wrestling you, but now we're here. Now you're here. Main event Raw a couple weeks ago, dude. Yep. And at the time of this taping, yeah, we're like two days removed from Hell in a Cell, Oof. which I didn't so really I've broken. My body hurts. I'm just imagining <laughs> right. it. Right. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't consider. <laughs> When they were like, okay, Sasha's going to come up on the 30th or whatever today is, uh, I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. Yeah. And it wasn't until like two days. I was watching Raw, actually. And I was like, wait, she's coming up two days before <laughs> Helena Sell. She's on a promo tour for 2K17. Hell yeah. Is that just kind of life? Is this how this goes? Like you just have to think about what's next when it's legit, happening? It's one day at a time for me. Um, legit, I feel like I just woke up in the car. I don't know where I'm at. <laughs> I'm in New York. Yeah. Took a flight here. It's legit just one day at a time, and it's so crazy to think this is after Hell in a Cell. But if I can just go back in time and think Hell in a Cell is coming up. It's in Boston, my hometown. Yeah. There's a lot going through my mind. Like, it's nerves, yet excitement, yet I don't know if I'm, like, extra scared because it's in Boston. But, I mean, a lot has happened since that last year we talked. Yeah. So much has happened. Yeah. On the main roster. What, is WrestleMania. There a, is there a favorite moment or do you really not have time to kind of reflect on things? Yeah, I never really have time. Because anytime I actually sit back and I think about everything I've done, I start getting emotional and I start crying. And I just <laughs> go, ah, I got to go run around my house. So I just don't do that. But, I mean, if we want to talk about what I've done so far, it's it's insane, especially since that, that one year. You know, was that? Did I do Brooklyn yet? No, I didn't even. Do no, Brooklyn it was. Yet. It was before Brooklyn. Oh my god, I did NXT Brooklyn. Yeah, which like I, I, match of the year. And I've talked about <laughs> it on the podcast yeah. where I've been like, there hasn't been to me, and I'm not just blowing smoke, a match as good as the match you had with Bailey. Not just on the Ooh. show, but literally since that show, I haven't seen a wow. match. Thank you so much. As good From as that, that match one. to uh, being the first ever female in a Iron Man match. I mean, right to main event NXT Takeover special like that it's just it's it's been a whirlwind it's when crazy. do when do things just get like okay this is just life it seems like every maybe month or two you have this emotional moment <laughs> of like i've dreamed of this since i was yeah. a little girl and it's like every single thing is happening over the course of like i think after i get to main event at wrestlemania i can just be like <sighs> that's what it is yeah I think main event at wrestlemania yeah do you worry that's the final thing i think because you're what 24 yeah which is, is insane. Old? No. Old. Is that old? I'm 33 and I'm like, old. one day. <laughs> no, no. It's not old. I was actually wondering if like, and maybe you're not even thinking in this broad scope, but at 24, are you like, if I don't slow down my pace, 
Because if you've met all your goals by 30, yeah. then what do you do? You got 60. I retire, dude. Yeah, we got 60 years left. You can't spend the first 30 being like, goal-oriented, 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 and then 60 just chilling. Why not? That sounds that like the- a life. <laughs> that sounds like a beautiful life. If I can just chill on the beach, not ever have to work again, just watch wrestling, I would be so happy. That's what you would do? Yeah. Just sit there? But are you the type of person, do you think? Let's say I'll give you three WrestleManias, okay. right? Your main event WrestleMania, that would make you 27. Yep. You probably do a few more years, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah. honestly, like, is it that out of the realm of possibility to say within three years you'll be? I don't think so, right? I don't think so either. And it's sometimes I do think about that. And I, I even I've talked to people. I'm like, dude, what if I do main event at WrestleMania? Can I retire? They're like, yeah, you can, but do you want to? Right. I don't know. Right. Do I? I mean, I, I, I want to go down as the greatest. I don't want to like tarnish anything I've done. Yeah. But. I, mean, I am very young. I don't know. You could go like the Trish and Lita route where they retired really early and then pop sprinkle back in. up every really one. Sprinkle in, though. You don't like that? No, I don't like You're either going or you're not going. For you. Yeah, for me. <laughs> yeah, <you're> like, <laughs> I don't want to start anything. What am I saying? Yeah, um, Yeah. I don't know. But there's there's a lot of little goals, too. Like, I would love to be the manager of Raw and start crazy stuff, uh, tag team with Bailey and have her hug and boss connection going on yeah start like i just want i don't know i've, I've done all my major goals except for main event at wrestlemania right this hell in a cell match and i mean i still would love to do a money in the bank match but i have the women's championship so i don't need to do that <laughs> yeah. um but there's there's small goals that i want to accomplish i still haven't wrestled in japan yet are they right. gonna put me on tour for japan yeah so there's there's small goals that i want to accomplish too this is what i i heard not recently i heard at the time they've been talking about it again recently but i heard at the time from people I was at the NXT show at whatever it was, maybe Russell Mi- New was, Orleans. New Orleans? Was it the year? It was whatever year it was. Not this year, it was the year before. It was the one that wasn't televised. That you, I think it was you and Charlotte again. Oh, that was San Jose. San Jose. Yeah. That's exactly where it was. And what I had heard was that was the night that Vince oh, you know. <laughs> watched you <laughs> and Charlotte. And at first... He like doesn't understand why you and Charlotte are both getting these reactions because yeah. the women weren't getting reactions like that. And then he watched the match, and it kind of changed his mind on women's wrestling. Is this true? I honestly don't know. Mm-hmm. I know that he was backstage. I mm-hmm. know Shawn Michaels was backstage, and he talked to me, and I was like, oh, this is so cool. He's like, dude, you're my favorite wrestler. I was like, what the? You just said that to me, Shawn Michaels? Yeah. Um, but I don't know if that's true because it's like um, that was, what, two years ago? And yeah, it's like, it took, what, another year after that to main event a Raw. So I don't know. I, I think we just continue to show him every single week that we can do it just like the guys but better. And we do get reactions just like the guys and more. Yeah. So it's, What's your relationship with Vince like? Uh, He's granddaddy. Yeah? Hunter's papa. Yeah. So he must be granddaddy. Um, I don't really get to talk to him too often because I am honestly very scared of him. You are. I am honestly really scared of him. Yeah. Well, I feel like if if you... When he walks by, I try to be cool. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Hello. How are you, sir? You're like holding the the championship like, like, you know who I am, right? I'm good, right? Yeah. But Uh, it's mostly just, it's Papa Hunter that I talk to. I've known him since NXT. He helped. He's seen me since the very beginning when I was a nobody, so... He's my go-to guy if I ever need help or questions. And he is. Yeah. And it's, man. P- it's pretty 
good and rare to have somebody in that position that you trust, right? Yeah. Because I would very I, rare, and you have reason to trust him at yes. this point. He's he's seen it all. He's given the women the opportunity to show what we can do in NXT, and that's what we did. We brought it up to the main roster, and now you see it every single week. This yeah. woman's evolution, revolution, whatever you want to call it. It's just it keeps on going, and now we're here at Hell in a Cell. What the? What the? Yeah. Yeah. That's my new word, dude. Remember it was gulp? Yeah. And now it's what, what the? the? I understand. Yeah. I understand. What the? What the? Yeah. But you're just looking around. You like that? Um, What has, uh, <laughs> how do you feel about the way the story has been told between you and Charlotte? Because I feel like you have been making history mm-hmm. in the sense that like you main evented Raw and now you're going to have one that's being billed as a triple main evented pay-per-view. It's a female Thanks, Hell in a Cell match. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so glad Mick Foley figured out the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> but but um, how do you feel about the way the story itself has been told? Because I don't know if people who didn't watch NXT yeah. and, and get the whole thing really understand the history between you and Charlotte. Yeah, I mean, there's been a video package before Ross, Ross Los Angeles, and I thought that was really cool and mm-hmm. special that they can show that from the very beginning. But it really started four years ago when NXT went, Legit, when I walked into that building and the first practice day, I locked up with Charlotte, and we did this crazy lockup, and everyone just stopped and said, whoa, you guys have chemistry. I feel like ever since that moment, we've been competitive with each other, even though I've trained a lot longer, and this has been my dream a lot longer. (laughs) You know, we're so competitive, but her competitiveness is in such a different way. Like, she likes being number one in trophies and winning this and winning that. For me, it's... It's the ultimate goal of showing the world that I'm here to be the greatest women's wrestler of all time. And this is the championship is not a trophy for me. Right. This is what I live for. This is what I wanted since I was a little girl. And just to have this means so much more to me. Does it mean more? I don't know. Now well, I'm starting gr- stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if you grew up being a fan, though, right? It's different. I don't know. Like how it's to one of those it. things that you think about for years, yeah. and no matter how bad you want it after three years or however exactly. long it's been. I don't know. It's just for me. It's. Let's start stuff. Let's start it. Start it. She had it very easy because of her last name. You think so? I know so. Okay. What's her last name, dude? It's Flair. And you know that. I do. And what does she do every week? Woo! Exactly. Yeah, she's got that blue robe. (sighs) Looks familiar to me. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Very easy. For me, it wasn't a walk on the park. People didn't even know I was related to Snoop Dogg. That's true. I worked so hard. Not to even tell people that. Right. I wanted to show people I can do this on my own. Her? Not so much. So not as much. I think there, right there, she gets mad at me for that. I'm like, just accept it. Right. That's your dad, dude. You come out every single week and you woo. Uh-huh. You wear his stuff. You chop. Uh-huh. That's all you do. Right. What? Accept it. Right. It sounds from figure eight. Figure, figure eight. Four. Four. Four plus four equals. Eight. What the? You're good what? at math, dude. Yeah, I'm really good at but, math. I um, average on my it's, SATs. It's created this great rivalry where every time we wrestle each other, we are proving not to the world, but to each other, who's better. Is it frustrating for you that like Charlotte's being called one of the greatest, if not the greatest of all time, when it's all signed kind of natural? You know what I mean? Like it's just this woman gets in the ring. She's she was born into this. And she just gets born into it, and she has this ability that you, like, spend years <sighs> and years honing and going on the indies and taking this journey. I won't call it frustration just because 
you can delete an article. You can write it. You can you can erase something on a piece of paper. It's just written on a piece of paper. Right. I prove it every single week that I'm the greatest. You think so? I know so. You do. You do. I know so. What happened uh, uh, at, right after what? SummerSlam? What was the what injury? Happened? What happened? What, what, what was the injury that kept you... Gone for two weeks? Yeah. I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. You were just not... They were just I like, you just... can't wrestle and we're not telling you why? <sighs> I'd be like, why? It... Do you want the honest truth? I do. Okay. So we we went on tour in Australia, and it was such a long travel day. 16-hour flights, 8-hour yeah. flights, this and that. I came to Raw, and I was like, my back's really tight. Mm-hmm. They freaked out, got me an x-ray, and then that's what happened. And, that, and then one, but and then and it was just a bruised back. And then so the bruise kind of healed, and you're like, "Hey guys, my back's I'm not good. tight anymore." I told them, "I'm good to go," and they're like, "Well, your safety's first. We got to make sure you're 100 percent." Right, right. Yeah. So it's like this two it week, sucks. this it's, two week like burp in the whole thing, hurts. where you're like, yeah. "I don't." It, it drove me nuts, to be honest with you. I was just like, I was telling them, "It's just a bruise," but with WWE, they're so precautious and. Is there a worry was, on your part, too, that you're like, I got injured, and WWE is so good about people not getting injured and being injury-prone. They prone, are, but it's stuff at the same time. Yeah. yeah. It's you like, don't it's like a mom at. telling you you can't do that. Yes. Like, no. Relax. You can play later. I don't want to play later. I want to play now. <laughs> yeah. So it sucked, but, you know, I was just like, okay, I'll take a week by week, and I'm like, okay, I'm telling you guys, I'm good to go. Right. I swear to you, I'm good to go. Right. Because honestly, I do want to do this for a very long time, and you know, injuries happen, and thank God I wasn't seriously hurt, because that night Finn Balor got hurt. Right. Look how long he's going to be out for. Yeah. And I'm just fortunate enough that I haven't had a serious injury. I'm good after Hell in a Cell, right? I hope so. Yeah, Yeah, that'd be really (laughs) ironic to listen to, like, after. Yes. That was back when Sasha thought she was invincible. You know, but... I am 24. I kind of feel like I am, but I need right. to slow my roll a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Didn't you listen to Mick Foley's promo on Raw? Oh, uh, yeah. Did Scared me, dude. It was a good promo. It was I, great. I thought that was the first time like that they really honed in on Hell in a Cell is the most dangerous thing we have in the company. Yeah. It's like you have to – this could destroy your career. And honestly, um, I don't know if Mick wants me saying it, but he was talking to me about this promo backstage, and he started to tear up because he felt it so much in his heart. Yeah. He is such a huge supporter of the woman in the WWE, and it meant, him, meant so much to him to come out there and do that promo. And I knew we were going to get one of those classic Mick Foley promos, but I had no idea what he was going to say. So here I am trying to listen along and be like, okay, am I next to talk? What? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Here he's like shaking at me, and I'm like legit scared. And then he brought up the Eddie Guerrero thing. I'm like, no, don't do that to me. Right. He started tearing up. Like, <laughs> she started getting shaky again. Like, I came back. He's like, were you mad that I said that? I'm like, no, I'm I'm good, dude. Yeah. But that was like that promo was the the craziest I ever felt coming backstage. It there was something about it that just felt like, man, we are truly doing something in the WWE right now, and it's it's quite beautiful. Yeah, and I thought it needed it because it was a, it was a real life thing. Like Mick, yeah. like you can see the effects his career has had, and when he walks around, when he's like, you know, yeah. he's. he's He's, it's legit. He's, he's gone through it. Yeah. Do you feel any pressure to uh, have big giant moments in the Hell in a Cell match? Like, are you trying to figure out how to have your Shane McMahon thing? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. No. That was the first thing I told myself. I'm like, you, you can't put any pressure on yourself, especially in this match, because it's how how dangerous it is. But the fact that it's a it's in Boston, I think that's going to be a little easier to get like a good crowd reaction, yes. whatever yes. we do, and. Yes. Um, you got to remember, this is the first ever 
female to be inside a hell in a cell. So anything we do is going to be like, holy, right? What the? What the? you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it is it is nice that regardless of what you do, yeah. you've like it's already cemented. As long as the it match is. happens, exactly. We it's can. Cemented. I feel like we can just wrestle in that ring and not even touch the cage. Who knows? It's probably it's, not going to happen. Uh, who knows? It's probably not going to happen because yeah. how much we don't like each other. But I feel like fans will still love it. Yeah. Because they're such fans of Charlotte and I. Whose idea was it to do a reverse Hurricane Rana off the top rope in the match with Bailey? Because <laughs> it was like, that's that to me made the whole thing. I was like, that that's, was a, that's, that's what a made what it the... to you? Um, <laughs> me, I have really crazy ideas. It was probably that I see it in my and, and, the, and the leap over the referee. Yeah, those were the two. Yep, yep. Those you were know, the two moments. I am a Rey Mysterio fan, so I saw it in Halloween Havoc, and I, I mm. like to do that. You're like, I can get, I, I, I can, can do, do that. that. Is that what you did? Like, you watched like an old Rey Mysterio match, and you're like, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, nobody's done that since then. I mean, no female has done that since then. Right. So yeah, I just I whatever wrestler I get inspired by, I've always Eddie Guerrero. So I was always watch Eddie versus Rey, and it just it's magic. And then I'm like, I want to do that. <laughs> can I do that? Like, I, I can try that. that. I might die, but it's yeah. okay. I'll try it. I'll yeah. try it. Yeah, I, I, I just like I was perplexed by like the the idea of a reverse hurricane Rana. Like I couldn't figure out how do you protect your face well, from just landing. It, I don't think I'm you here. can. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. I did it. It didn't feel good, but no, no, it's all right. <laughs> did you see on Twitter that uh, what's her name, Cat uh, Zingaro? I think that, from from the UFC. You know what? Wants to get involved now? I think she might have seen some of Conor McGregor's stuff she, that I made news. I think so, but I don't deal with basic people, okay? You find her to be a bit basic? A, a bit basic. Yeah. And, you know, if you want to come after my women's championship, you need to be like everybody else because I find that really disrespectful to all the women. You just want to come straight towards me. Right. No, you need to get the proper training, dude. Right. I don't care. You fight in UFC. No, this is WWE. It's different. You do this every single week, not once a month. Right. If that I, once, if a month, once a month. I'm sorry. Once every six months. Yes. You know what? No. Get proper training. Hopefully you can get a tryout with WWE. Hopefully. Hopefully. We don't know. We don't know, dude. We, let's see what your skill level is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a tryout. Maybe you can get signed. And then maybe two years from there, we can see if you can get <laughs> yeah. in the ring with me. But other than that, then I don't want to hear about it. That's right. why I will not favorite a tweet. I will not comment back because who are you? Right. You're nobody. Yeah, you not can talk to me, me in a few years. In a few years. Yes. Yeah. Slow your own. That's what's great about you. No, you, you got to train, dude. Yeah. I appreciate people who train and put in the work and the effort. You can't just come straight to the champ. Yes. Thank yes. You. Back in the line. I like when you go because you like you, you, you have your moments where you tear up and you look at the WrestleMania banner and you do all no, this stuff yeah. and you're like, I can't believe this is happening to me. And then somebody goes like, they'll challenge you or whatever. This will happen. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Slow your I'm own. not here because I'm lucky. No. You must be confused. Absolutely not. I put in the work and people have to do the same. It's not, it's not, it wasn't an easy ride to get here. So, uh. This is going to be mine for a very long time. She, I'll see her in a couple of years if yeah. she gets a tryout. If. If. We'll see how she it's develops. It's not easy, dude. Yeah. You it's know. It's not easy. You know. It took me a couple of years, so yeah. maybe actually five years. But yeah. Maybe if I reach the goal of me already main eventing WrestleMania and I'm at the beach just laying low. <laughs> right. It maybe, might never happen. Maybe you'll come out of retirement for her. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, probably not. Probably no. not. Probably not. Is that <laughs> Does that like the amount of work that you put in to get to this place that a lot of people may not even know about because you're so young? Um, does that kind of further you to the place where you're like, if you haven't put in at least X number of years, I don't even want to hear from you? Uh, I wouldn't say that mm -hmm. <laughs> because, you know, in NXT, my last year, I'm, I wrestled Becky, I wrestled Charlotte, I wrestled Bailey. So I'm like, who else am I going to wrestle? And wrestling the newer talent was one of my favorite things because I love 
I love it still helps me learn and I love helping them get to the next level or help step up their game or help them in anything that they need to do so you know from any level from very beginning to the first day to people I haven't even wrestled yet I would love to wrestle Trish Stratus you want to come out of retirement you're after you have your second kid that'd be cool (laughs) yeah Lita I'm here so just stuff like that I don't know those are the other goals in life just get them out of retirement for one more one more yeah give me one more just to see I deserve it I'm not like that one girl tweets me on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't even remember at this point. I don't know. You uh, it's a, is there anybody that you have left to fangirl out for? Because when we talked, like when you were in yeah. NXT, you did. <laughs> I don't though. There's nobody left. I feel like I met them all. Yeah. Do you still kind of, or is that are you past that? Like once mm. you once you have that initial thing. No, Stone Cold Steve Austin still makes me really giddy. He like does, I see right? him in a hall, I go. Ah! <laughs> yeah. I turn around real quick and go, wait, be cool. He thinks you're cool. Yeah. You have to be cool. Yeah. And I walk back. I'm like, hey. It's just so, so cool. funny because no matter how like how how big the wrestler is now or how important no, they yeah. are or whatever, Stone Cold is everybody's. He's I, so cool. Kevin Owens was just here like a month ago. Mm-hmm. And he was just talking about growing up with like Stone Cold posters in his room and how he's still like just the biggest Stone Cold fan. He's the coolest guy in the whole world. He and is, right? He makes me so giddy. That's <laughs> so weird. <laughs> just opening cans of whoop ass just yeah. makes you smile. It makes me so happy. Yeah. And the fact that he knows my name or even like after matches, he'll send me a DM on Twitter. So you can ask me for my number, Stone Cold, if you want. You would he's, give it to him. I would give it to yeah, him. Yeah, it's Stone and he's, Cold. He's always like, that was a great job. You, you kicked ass. I'm like, oh. So cool. I'm like, what screenshotting do I everything. I yeah. do screenshot you it. You do, right? Yeah. I thought so. I thought yeah, so. I do. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Stone Cold. It is. You have to remember those moments. Yeah, you do. Yeah. You do. Who's uh, who came up with? Because uh, I DM'd you about this when you guys st- when you were in Team Bad. Mm-hmm. You started doing Unity from the Chappelle Show, <laughs> which is like my favorite thing because it's from it's from the Rick James yeah, how skit. Did, I don't remember how we came up to that. But I, it was just like when you guys started going Unity. I well, was like, nobody's even going to remember they that. Weren't, they weren't using us, and we are just like, well, what do we have that the other teams don't? Mm-hmm. And we're like, we have Unity. We're like, Unity! <laughs> it just kind of just came together. That's yeah. what we have that the other teams don't, so. And that's immediately what you thought of. Yeah. Is that, that's how we say it. We do. That's how. That's cool. When Only you, way to say it, dude. When that was all happening, were you worried that, because there was a period of time before all of this, <laughs> yeah. when like you weren't in the title picture. Like, it was kind of like, okay, right now we're focusing on yeah. Charlotte and doing this over here and that, and Sasha's time will come later. And when that's happening, do you have the sort of thought in your brain, like, okay, I'm cool, my time will come later, or are you like, why isn't my time here? Why isn't... Um, yes and no, but in a different way. I knew that, of course, you can't just go straight for the Women's Championship. Like, hello, you right. got to train, you got you to burn your <laughs> yeah. opportunity, but, you know... I understood that, but I didn't understand why there couldn't be more than just one storyline at the time. Yeah. So it was really frustrating for me and for Team Bad when we kept coming up with ideas and ideas, and they're just like, no. And just sitting back and catering is the worst feeling in the world. And when people tell you, your time will come, your time will come, okay, but when? Right. What time? Right. I don't need to have the Women's Championship right now, but I want to be on TV. I want to wrestle. That's what I love to do. So what time? Right. We want more than just one storyline. But now we ha- we're here. Right. More than just one storyline. You had Nia Jax versus Alicia Fox. You have Dana versus Bailey. Now you have me and Charlotte. That's amazing. But even on SmackDown, you have Becky and Alexa, Carmella and Nikki Bella. Like, that's I mean, exactly the, what we wanted. The so. stories that are being told on SmackDown are incredible. Like, it's literally the stories on SmackDown 
with the women are getting just as much attention. Exactly, and it makes me so happy. But, you know, from the start of coming up to the main roster, it wasn't that easy. Like, they right. kept saying this Divas Revolution, but what what was the ultimate thing? It it's really the Divas was Revolution. Like, where were we going? Yeah. But it wasn't until WrestleMania where we kind of saw this is what the Divas Revolution is, and yeah. now it's the woman's evolution, and now it's, we're here. The Divas Revolution, it really was at the very beginning – like, what here's the Divas it? Revolution. They're here. Yeah. All right. Because even we, we did didn't it. understand because what was our blow-off match at SummerSlam? Yeah. The team, who whatever team won, won what? <laughs> right. We're, won the Divas Revolution. Exactly. You are the and most revolutionary. Like, that was the hardest thing for me because I, the day before was NXT Brooklyn. I had that amazing match with Bailey, and then the next night I got eliminated within five minutes. And I was yeah. like, dude, this sucks. This is not what I want. Take me back to NXT. No. But I knew, you know, it, it was go. It wasn't going to be easy. But because in NXT, we didn't get everything handed to us. We, right. With time, with time, with time, and I knew up here it was going to happen within time, with time, and time. And now we're here. Yeah, it's kind uh, of okay now. It's okay now. <laughs> yeah. Main eventing Raw, being in a Hell in a Cell, just having people talk about the women in the WWE like that's the ultimate goal. It makes me so happy. Do you still, when the brand split was first happening, you said you really wanted to go to SmackDown? Yeah. <laughs> How do you feel? First of all. How do you feel about the women being split as opposed to with the way the cruiserweights are just on Raw? Do mm -hmm. you think that the women would be able to have a stronger presence if they were all over on, say, Raw or SmackDown? I can't honestly say that just because I don't know. I mean, I feel like if all the women were on Raw, we'd probably have given a little bit more time. But I feel like it would still just be only one main storyline. So yeah. I think it's good that we're split and, like, more opportunity can happen for women, but we still don't have enough women. Like, right. I wrestle the same people every single week. It's Dana Brooke or Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah, Dana Brooke. Like six or seven. There's only six of us, yeah. and I think that's the hardest part is just that we need more We need more faces on Raw and SmackDown. Are you happy now being on Raw, or do you still kind of... Because it seemed like you were romanticizing SmackDown <laughs> a little bit just because of yeah. Eddie and the whole... But no, I'm very happy that I'm on Raw. Yeah. I enjoy it. I, I love it. It's the... The flagship show. It's, mm -hmm. it's the show to watch. Yeah. I think. Yeah, you don't get a Hell in a Cell it. match if you're on SmackDown. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. No. No. Well, they don't even have the pay-per-view. Not yet. So. So. <laughs> <laughs> but you are. Uh, uh, I'm really happy. You are happy being on. Do you watch SmackDown? I do. Rarely. Sometimes, yes. When I come home on Tuesdays, uh, I usually hang out with Bailey and my bro-bro, Danilo, and we smack <laughs> it down together. But we haven't done it in a while because get busy sometimes yeah you got things to do you got things to do you wrestle a lot but i did watch last week and that no chin guy keeps main eventing <laughs> smackdown what the yeah you saw that's crazy <laughs> you saw no chin guy yeah. wandering around raw one week and all of a sudden he's, he's a main eventer over it's here so crazy getting the title matches so anything can really happen in the WWE. so if you have a goal you have a dream Look at that guy. That's true. You turn on SmackDown and it's like no chin guy. Yeah. As you so eloquently put, <laughs> is main eventing in the spirit squads in the tag team the division. Spirit squad. Oh, my God. And you're like, what's going that on? That was so cool. Yeah. I love the spirit squad. And then they said the headbangers are coming back again. Again? Yeah. Like they're they're oh, returning again. See, that's why you have to watch SmackDown. It's yeah, so I guess cool. so. I guess so. <laughs> I mean, Goldberg probably wasn't bad. Oh, my gosh. That was so cool. Did you? Were you a Goldberg fan growing up? Wasn't the biggest fan, but because just, in Eddie, Eddie and Goldberg, yes. you, you, were, you were either a fan of the cruiserweights or a fan of the exactly. Kevin Nash's Goldberg. Hulk I was Hogan's. cruiserweights all the way, yeah. but seeing him backstage, he was so nice, and he came up to me mm -hmm. and said hi, and I was like, 
wait, saying hi to me? Oh my God, you're Goldberg. You're and still doing that. Right before he went out, he looked at me and Bailey and he was like, you didn't see this. And he head banged the door just to get himself psyched and ready. I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my That's life. That's what he does just to get him. Yeah. It's just so funny. It he, was so cool. He head bangs the door and then he it's gets like, out there oh. all all riled up and then he's like, oh, it's kids. And yeah, he's I'm like, a superhero. Just... I mean, that was, that's really cool. And I'm, all of the boys and all of us were like by ringside, like watching it mm -hmm. through the curtain. And it was just like, this is such a cool moment right well, now. Well, wrestling's like, in, cool. I feel like it's in such an interesting time because so many of you, like you all grew up, you're all in your kind of mid to late 20s, early 30s. Mm -hmm. So you grew up watching wrestling. Everybody's yeah. wrestling fans that are there. Yep. So when Goldberg or The Rock or somebody like that comes back, you go back to being a kid. Exactly. Like and you go back to high school. It's so cool. Like I want to be out there with the fans and going, yes, yes, during it. But I'm just like, no one sees me, but I'm marking out right now. It's, so cool. <laughs> it's it's really an exciting time to be a wrestling fan again. When you watch something like uh, Paul Heyman's promo from Raw that didn't go great and the fans were kind of all over the place, does that scare you? Because you're like, wait a minute, Paul Heyman might be the best promo guy ever. This could happen to anybody. It does, but that's the cool thing about our fans. They <laughs> You just have to ride the wave? Exactly. <laughs> you legit have to ride the wave with them because you never know what they're going to say, what they're going to chant, if they're going to like you one moment or hate you the next. But that's what makes it fun. You just yeah. got to roll with it, you know? I feel like it takes such like a, a, a fine-tuned brain because you're right. At one moment, they're going, we want Sasha. Yeah. No matter what women's match is on, we want Sasha's on. And you got to enjoy that moment yeah. but be aware enough to know not to get – carried away with it because at any moment they could just be like ah we don't want Sasha exactly. anymore it's our fans are crazy they're nuts they're nuts they're nuts but that's what makes our fans the best fans in the world but it's also like you used to be one before you were <laughs> there I didn't feel like I was that crazy like them but <laughs> well, you probably kind of weren't just didn't realize because I, uh, you weren't probably. in I did, you weren't in your I did position to the front row a couple of times yeah I even told Kofi one time um I went to the Royal Rumble in Boston and I accidentally took her seat just because I want to get closer. Seat? Kofi's mom's seat. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so afraid to tell him the story. He's like, oh, really? I'm going to tell her you're my mom. I'm like, but tell her I'm sorry. Because I remember she came back from the bathroom. She started cussing at me. I was like, She was pissed? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oops. I just wanted to get a little bit closer. I saw the seat was open. I'm sorry, I man. I thought this was my seat. Yeah. Oh, oh I guess I got confused. You know, you know, I was at WrestleMania this year. Mm -hmm. And I was by the elevators because it was so it's a weird structure because when you have 100,000 people in a building, <laughs> yeah. it's kind of weird getting around everywhere. But this woman uh, came up to me, and I like we made eye contact. And I was like, I think I know her from somewhere, but I don't know. It's my mom? And she kind of reached out for a hug. Oh. And Bailey's she, mom? Who's she, mom? She gave me a hug. <laughs> and she was like, do you know who I am? And she's wearing a legit boss oh, shirt. God. And I was like, uh. And she was like, I'm... Sasha's mom. Oh God! And I was like, oh my God! I had somebody take a picture immediately. Oh my gosh! And she was like, I just love the interviews and blah blah blah. She's like the most supportive thing. She's the worst fan now <laughs> of, of all time. Of all time, she went from hating it to she did hate it at first. She hated it. She was like, when I first told her that I wanted to be in the WWE, she was like, No, what did I do wrong? What did I do to raise you wrong? Yeah. But now she is the biggest fan. She buys all my stuff. And I'm like, don't buy this. I can get this for <laughs> you. What are you doing? So yeah, she's the biggest fan. And she I get loves a, it. She loves it. And she, I get a text message from her every single week about something crazy. And I'm just like, Mom, just stop. Does she give you like <laughs> uh, 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 tips on what you should or shouldn't be doing? Like what does she – how does she watch? 
don't even want to explain. <laughs> she's just so crazy. Like she'll she'll talk about wrestling and then she'll be like, oh, she's gonna hear this. That's she's okay. gonna be like, she's like, last week I got a text message. She's like, um, I I got a fish and I bought him. He died and I brought him from the dead. I'm like what? <laughs> His name was Prince. I love you, sweetie. I'm praying for you. I'm like. Oh my god! Yeah, okay, mom. Is well, this symbolism, or did I you bring know. a fish back from the dead? Or she's crazy. She is. I love her. I would too. I my dad <laughs> listens to every radio show I ever do. He listens to. Every, he didn't even mom like wrestling. To he listens to the podcast. He's like doing all. This, but he also always has like critiques on things. Yeah. Like I'll go to my parents' house for dinner. And he'll go, and he also searches my at mentions on oh Twitter. Gosh. Like he just searches at not Sam to find out what people are saying. Yeah, that's and the like, worst. I, and like. He's going, and he's saying, oh, you know, I read the funniest thing on Twitter. And I was like, oh, what was it? And it's something horrible about yeah. me. And I'm like, Dad, I'm sure I blocked that person. Exactly. Why are you bringing that to me <sighs> in my home life? I, I he, have people who do that. It was funny. It's you didn't think that was funny? I'm like, no. I'm like, don't read that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't I don't, matter. I don't, They're 10-year-olds who write that. <laughs> right. I'm trying to move forward and yeah. do something here. I don't, need, <laughs> I don't need to be reminded of what they're all saying. Yes. So you haven't had a moment like uh, uh, the SummerSlam injury was not – what people think it is. What people think it is, and what the internet was all like. She may be out for a year. She may be yeah. like they. Don't, I don't think they trust her anymore. And yeah. You're like it's a bruise, but you haven't had a moment where you're like, oh, I got to rethink some stuff, or I got to change the way I do things, or. Honestly, yes and no. I I do say SummerSlam was <sighs> me pushing it to um to things you know where I dream that I can do the stuff, and I realize. Ah, maybe I can't do everything I see in my head. Right. So pull back a little bit. Right. I mean, cool. It's cool that you can envision this crazy stuff, but you got to make sure that you can <laughs> do the stuff. Yeah. Even sometimes I have to be like, okay, you know what? You, you're not a superhero. Right. You can't legit just jump and think you're going to fly one way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have wings to someone to, for you to catch them. Oops, sorry. But um, I think that match where I'm just like, okay, maybe just slow your roll a little bit. Because when people f- freaked out that I was injured, and I'm like, I'm not injured. Right. It was it was kind of that moment. But like, they believed it. They, they were believed like, it. based and I think on. That's, it's cool that they can, you know, we can blur the lines of reality and what's fake and what's not. But I didn't. I hated everyone. It's like, oh, she's injury prone, injury this, injury that. Right. When I've never, ever really been injured. Yeah. I got concussed from a referee. Mm-hmm. I was out a week with a bruised knee, but it's wrestling. Right, you get bruises. I get bruised every single week. Yeah. My ankles hurt just from wearing heels. That's my most injury. <laughs> Legit. Yeah. And I hate wearing heels, but I feel like I have to do it. You so do have to. You've set yourself up in it that is, way. And I'm not injury prone. Right. I'm here. Right. Right. Now, but just, now you have to not internet. get an injury. Yeah. Because the, the internet minute you get cray an injury. Cray. Right. Right. But I don't care. You don't. It's just the internet. Yeah, you're the internet, dude. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Except they when don't they control like you. Me. Except when they like you. Unless, then it's if, like... unless they want to buy my merch, put me over <laughs> like that. Other than that, it's all right. Then it's all good. What's yeah. the weirdest merch that they put out? Because they've put your name on everything now. Oh, what's the weirdest thing? Um, I don't know. I like the dog collar. I think that's cool. Yeah. There's a random rug. It's cool. <laughs> um, I don't know. I I like all of it. That's how they should market it. The <laughs> random Sasha Banks rug. There's a lot of just shirts with my glasses on it. I'm like. It's it's weird that I don't really have a say on my shirts. It's just people, it just comes out. It just comes out. People tweet me. I'm like, oh, I didn't know about that. Retweet. Yeah. Buy it. Yeah. So I don't know. It's really cool. I I actually searched the other day. I have like 45 items on .com, which is crazy. Right. 
when in NXT I was just begging for one. Right. But now I have 45 <laughs> of a lot of cool stuff. 45 is good, too. So put me over. Buy it. Yeah. Shop.com, guys. I'll tell you this. Brie Bella was in here not too long ago, a few weeks ago. Oh. And she was like, Sam, I do have I do have a little bone to pick with you. I noticed it was either SummerSlam or WrestleMania. You showed up not wearing your Brie Mode shirt. It's all right. Guess what shirt I was wearing? My you know shirt. what shirt I was wearing. Put me over, dude. You know what shirt Hell I was yeah. wearing. Of course. <laughs> of course. She went, But I said, you retired, Brie. Yeah. What are you going to do? she's going to be a mom. I know. I'm so excited. But you know it. what she said, and I don't know if you're excited about this. Oh, what? She said after she has her kid, she's coming back. Which is fine. You I like don't know. That. I enjoyed wrestling her, and I actually really wanted to get a nice, long feud against her because she doesn't get enough credit. She is great in the ring. She yeah. has great psychology, and I had a, a great time working with her. So you have no uh, desire to be on Total Divas at all? You don't want to be on the reality show? No, thank you. How come? Um, I'm a private person. I, I don't see. like it. I see. You just I don't like cameras following me. <laughs> so I hate, I hate cameras. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. Which is funny because like you've chosen weird. a very public. It's weird. Life. It's different though. I play like a superhero, but when I'm done, I'm just me. I'm just this fan again, just happy, living her dream. And right. Sasha doesn't come home with you. No. Right, and the people know Sasha, and you like that. I like that. A nice separation yes. of church you and know, state. No, when I retire, no more purple hair. No more weaves. I'll be so happy. <laughs> I just want to be, I don't know. I just want Sasha to be like that superhero. Yeah. Put away. I was, th- I was actually thinking about you when you walked in because I was having a conversation with somebody about The Undertaker and showing up at the at the Cavs game. Just comp- Did you see that? I didn't see the picture. He no. was fully Undertakered out. Are I mean, coat, gloves, tank top, hat, long hair. Yeah. You know, eyeliner. He was no, Undertakered he out. Recently? Like two days ago, like at the I Cavs at the Cavs ring ceremony yeah. thing, it was it was the it was it maybe was the, he wanted to get good seats. <laughs> yeah, he probably I sometimes did. do that. I do go, you? You I show up with s- the SB well, belt I buckle. Scout it if I see like a guy looking at me, like oh he might be a fan, I just go, <laughs> and then they come towards me. They and do. I get like a better seat. I get better stuff. It's so smart. Sometimes it does work, but other than that, I'm like. I like to lay low, which I can't really do with this bright hair. No. That's exactly hide. what I was thinking because I was having a conversation <laughs> that if The Undertaker wants to lay low, he can because that's how people are used to seeing him. Yeah. So when he wears like a hat and just like a fucking He's hoodie. He's a tall guy. And I don't know. I think I would notice him. You think so? But me? Look at this hair, When dude. you walk in with bright pink hair wherever you go, it's like, yep, there she is. Yeah. That's definitely her. There she her. is. That's yeah. her. Yeah. So you want to get rid of it the minute you retire. Yeah. You do. I can't <laughs> wait. I'm tired of bleaching it. I'm tired of weaves. Yeah. You guys don't know the struggle of hair. It's uh, difficult. It's so hard. It's so it's hard. It's the hardest part of the job, I think. The hair? The hair. Man. For women with weaves, it takes so long. It's, yeah. It takes away my whole day. How do you, I, I always get worried. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know how weaves work that well, because I don't, believe it or not, this, natural. Nice. Okay. No That's extensions. That's how mine probably looks after. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Under this. It's this very is, curly. This is the Sasha Banks retired yes. hairdo. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like sitting there and I'm watching you getting pulled by your hair and whatnot. And I'm like, that's going to come out. Like, yeah. how does that How does that work? Well, I got a good weave lady. Mm-hmm. She keeps it nice and tight for me. Mm-hmm. I always have to have it tight. You have I'd be to. snatching people bald, but they can't snatch me bald. <laughs> that's for sure. But uh, yeah, just. Struggle with hair. You it's guys tough. have no idea. It's t- I don't it's, have any idea. You have no idea. No, a bunch of dudes watching wrestling that are yeah. like just not understanding that part of it. I know, but no. it's okay. Yeah, one day I'll get go rid away. of it. Get rid of it altogether. <laughs> um, what's been? Uh, 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 is there somebody that you want to wrestle? Like you haven't had a big main roster match with Bailey yet. 
No. Is that is that the next thing that you want to accomplish? It's definitely a thing I want to accomplish. Yeah. I don't know if it's the next thing because mm-hmm. again, I want to be a tag team with her. I right. enjoy being nice to her. Yeah. Which is rare form. You don't see us getting a lot. You didn't see us getting along in NXT at all. Right. So I like being showing our goofy side of how we are outside of the ring because I get along with her outside of the ring. Sometimes she really pisses me off when she wants to say that Danilo's her best friend when he's my best friend, the ref with the eyebrows, NXT right. referee. Right. Or if Nakamura's her best friend when really I discovered all the Asians in wrestling. All of them? Pretty much. Wow. I claim them all. They're yours. They're mine. Yeah. I claimed it. So now they're her friends? That's not right. That's not, no. That's what happened. So you leave NXT and all of a sudden she's friends yeah. with all the Asian guys all the and Asians. all the dudes with great eyebrows. Exactly. And then like when I left NXT, all the Asian guys went to NXT. Right. How what did is that, that happen? What is that? <laughs> oh my God. Those are your people. Those are my people, man. But other people are claiming them. It makes me really mad. Well, that sounds so like the basis of a championship feud right there. Yeah. So you I'm think the Asian log. people are your best friends. Exactly. That's a good feud right there. But <laughs> it would make I think sense. in due time. But yeah. other than that, I mean, Natalia's on SmackDown, but I, I haven't really had a good feud with her, and I would love to wrestle her. Naomi. Yeah. Carmella. Everyone that's on SmackDown. Do you uh damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Um when you uh, uh left NXT obviously it was like uh oh like this NXT thing was very special yeah. and this was like you know it, it had this rabid fan base and everything so we don't know how it's going to work out on the main roster but most of the people that made NXT special in your generation are here now. Have all come yeah. up. Yeah. So I would imagine that you don't really miss like you don't watch NXT thinking I wish I was there because it's all different people now, right? Um or yes, do you? Yes and no. I, I do miss the NXT house shows just yeah. because it's such a smaller crowd, but it's more, God, interactive. I don't know. The fans are just so much more, I don't want to say lively. I don't I don't know how to explain it. There's this, like, this magic between an NXT house show and a WWE Raw house show. Like, right. Now, when it's you say, so different. When you talk about NXT house shows, are you talking about the, the road trip shows? Are you talking about, like, the Cocoa Beach I like Cocoa Beach, yeah. too, dude. That's home. But yeah. the road trip shows were so special because, you know, the fans wanted to see NXT. So, you know, they're legit waiting years to come see us. And just the excitement of all of it. That was, like, the most fun I've had wrestling. It's, yeah. It's the best. Yeah. So I miss that. And I miss, like, Scott Dawson. I started out with him. Uh-huh. I miss him so much. I can't wait for him to be called up. I miss Ty Dillinger. So I miss a lot of the guys. But we legit have everybody on Raw and SmackDown, and I'm just so happy to see them doing what they love to do every single week. I was actually pretty surprised that Dash and Dawson weren't called up Me in too. the initial draft. I thought that that was kind of, like, to me, I was like, that, to me, is a no-brainer. So good. Yeah. They're, oh, my God, their match, well, which which one was it? The last takeover where they wrestled uh, Gable and Jordan. Yeah. Was I that the, that wasn't. I feel like that was at Full Cell. Wasn't that one? Yeah. I legit cried. That you was did. like you cry the... easily though. No, that wasn't it. It was the one in Brooklyn, maybe. No, no, that wasn't it. No, mm-hmm. it was that NXT tar- un- full sale? Sorry, full sale. Yeah, I legit, um, I cried because that was magic. Yeah, I love magic. You do magic. <laughs> um, I love good wrestling, good storytelling, and what they're doing right now is just bringing back tag team wrestling. And I was just like, I was just such an awe. Like, how did you think of that? How'd you come up with that? They're amazing. They yeah. don't get enough credit. Put them over. Yeah. Make them a hype video. Is there, Make them stuff. Is there anything that you think will pull you out of this? Because I've talked to 
certain people before who were in WWE at the time mm-hmm. that were like, this is my dream, and they were listing all the people that, <laughs> that they got to see, and yeah. they, they sounded not dissimilar from you. And then one day decide, like, I don't I like wrestling it. anymore. Wrestling is terrible. I pray to God that never happens to me. It boggles my mind that it could happen. You know, like, it, it's <sighs> literally this 180 but thing. But I can, I can see how it happens, because what we do is it's not easy. And you get too close to it? I don't know if, no, because I'm really close to it. <laughs> it seems like you're I'm about really as close, close to, it. to it. But the, the tr- I can see how the travel can get people not being with your family. Like, I'm fortunate enough I'm, I don't have kids. Right. Family, I don't know how the boys do it that have kids. It's so hard that we're home twice a week. Then we're going on tour right after this pay-per-view for two weeks, and I'm not going to be home. Right. So I can see how it can get to people, but I, I don't think I can ever, I don't know. I do see people do that. I don't know. Yeah. I can't say I can never see myself not doing that, but One I feel would like help. I would um, waste my whole childhood if I yeah. gave up. If that happened, I'd probably have to pull you aside and be like, Sasha, yeah. do you remember the, the conversations talk. that we had? Give me the talk. Like all of them. You'd be like, here, listen to this. Let's watch some YouTube videos, <laughs> yeah. Sasha. Let me, let me explain to you. It's something I love so much that so I, I can't see myself ever being away because when I'm done wrestling, I still want to be a part of it. I would love to be, like I said before, a producer or a trainer. Like I just always want to be around it doing stuff stuff yeah Magic. yeah and it seems like they've created <laughs> <laughs> and they've created this thing where wwe can be this lifetime yeah thing if you do it right if you do it right like there are there are spots for people mm-hmm. as you get older I can and stay as... in florida and work at the performance center or i can travel around the world that's and so funny that you spent like all that time in the performance center, and, and I you're still like, want to go back? "Yeah, I could just retire and just I was live in the performance yesterday. center." I love it. Were you? Yeah. You just there all because you still live in Florida. I still live in Florida. And you go down to the performance center fairly I often. Love it. Yeah. Wow. I love it. I love being around the ring, because I just needed to sit in the ring and just think about my Hell in a Cell match. I can't think like once I'm in the ring, I'm just like, there's things that just flow to me. Yeah. Just being in the ring is home. Do you, do you talk to people when you're doing stuff like that, or do you need to be by yourself? Like when you talk you're... to who? Random people? <laughs> yeah, just Voices like, in my head. Hey, you. <laughs> no, I mean, like, do you, do you have to? Do you bring somebody in there with you? Or are there other uh, wrestlers that you talk to, or do you just? Sometimes, if people are around, like Kalisto is around, I talk to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Scotty Tuhati, he just started at the Performance Center, and he was such a help. Like, helped me so much in this match. Like, giving me ideas because it's like, how do I even think of this match? Because I never had it. Right. I never used a chair before. I never used a table. These are options I can use inside a Hell in a Cell. And what tapes do you watch because it hasn't been done? It hasn't been done for a woman. Like, I can watch as many Hell in a Cell matches, but they're all the same. Right. It's like you can only throw someone into a cell so many different ways. Yeah. And I would love to be creative and different and out of the box. So, uh, yeah. He helped me. Scotty Tuhati helped me a lot. Do you care about what order you go on? Like, you know, ever since the <laughs> Mick Foley thing, like, he, is she going on last? Yeah. Is she not going on last? It's like, so crazy because um, my old trainer from uh, New England, he texted me. He's like, oh, my God, you're the main event. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and I went on my Twitter and I just saw my timeline was flooded with, oh, congratulations. I was like, I was freaking out. Right. So I texted Mark Carano from uh, – TR and I'm like, is this true? You mean Mark Carano from Total Divas? From Total Divas, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah like, I know is who that this is. True, because I am freaking out at my house and I'm about to cry. <laughs> Again. And he's like, no, that hasn't been confirmed yet. So for me, it's already big enough that we're the first woman ever to be inside a cell. And if we don't go on last, that's fine because if you can, you can put me last. You can put me in the middle. I'm still going to steal the show, right. no matter what. Right. 
Just saying the main event is just—it's just a title. Right. It's just a title. All you want is for people to leave the pay per view knowing that I'm talking the best. about that. Yep. I get that. And we're gonna I get do that. that. Do you want to be? Do you like this incarnation of Sasha Banks? Because this incarnation of <laughs> Sasha Banks that we're seeing is very different from the Sasha's Ratchet yeah. incarnation of Sasha Banks. Um, I just think. Like this isn't as as much as your this isn't the legit boss that we knew Mm-mm. from before. This is more the this is more legit like, boss who also is very grateful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like Jenny from the Block. Yeah, boss. yeah. Um, I just think <laughs> it's all in due time when they pull that trigger, and I want to, you know, be the old Sasha yeah. and go there. But right now, I'm I enjoy, uh, you know, because the old Sasha didn't care about anybody but herself, right? Which is still true to this day. It but, is. Uh, <laughs> You know, just seeing little girls dressed like you, it's moments like that. I'm like, I like being good. Yeah. It makes it, me happy. But I'm going to tell you something. As a cynical 33-year-old wrestling fan, it is going to feel so good when you do something that oh, I can't everybody wait. hates. I can't wait. I can't wait to tell people the truth on how I really feel. But not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. I love, I love being a role model for little girls. It makes me so happy when they come up to me. Dressing like me, it just yeah. This is how Bailey feels, right? I think. I right. think this is why she likes high fives. I hate hugs. You I do hate, hate hugs. hugs. I cannot stand when people want to give me hugs. I'm like, am I Bailey? That's my <laughs> go-to line. I'm like, thank God Bailey does hugs because I go, am I Bailey? Yeah. Then don't touch me. Right. Yeah. So what? Just let's fist bump. Yeah. That's what it is. Pretty much. That's what it is. You know. Oh, good. My Unless I know you, you can give me a hug, but I don't like random hugs from people. You don't. No. It's. I mean, it, it is intimate right it is. it's weird and like we're not there yet we might get there but probably Me, not you can give each other hugs right i know you did right we've, we've but that guy over there right you're talking about d-bag <laughs> yeah well, don't, this guy. don't take a hug who oh right that there one. oh I don't yeah i know who that guy is no you don't want a hug from him <laughs> no no creepy. no his hands get I've, I've taken hugs from him his hands get slippery oh, you don't know yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't trust that guy <laughs> <laughs> so tell me too 2K17. Yeah. Video game. Hell yeah. You're obviously grown up a wrestling fan. What are the things you want? A t-shirt, an action figure, and you want to be in the video, in the game, video right? game, right? That's what That's, it is. Yeah. So have you, uh, do you, are you a video game fan? I am. Yes. Yes. That doesn't surprise me. Of course. Whatsoever. <sighs> have you played the game? I've played a little bit of the game. Do you play as yourself or somebody else? Duh. Duh. Me. <laughs> yeah. You because to... I had to see what I looked like, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how detailed my gear was, my entrance, the glasses, everything. And I was just like... Dude, this is so cool. Yeah. This is legit a dream come true. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. Are you happy with your rating? You know how everybody <laughs> has a rating? I'm pretty happy with it. What was your rating? Do you know? It's like in the 90s, dude. That's really good. It's so. That's really good. You know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I'm over. Because I'm heard, great. I've, 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 I've heard guys that are like, what? I think Rusev was tweeting about Rusev, how, how mad he was. Rusev, I think Tyler Breeze. Yeah. I'm more than them. Right. You are. I'm. Makes me happy. Oh boy, I'm great. Oh Get boy. the game, dude. Play me. I can beat Rusev. I can beat Tyler Breeze. Actually, I can probably beat everybody in the game because that's how good I am. Yeah. And hopefully next year I'm actually on the cover of the game because. That's true. Who's that guy on the cover there? Brock. I don't know. Brock Lesnar. Look so angry. Yeah. I can take such a nicer picture than this. I absolutely think you can. I've met Brock Lesnar. He's but, very you know, angry. See, these are little dreams and little goals. Right. That we work for. Right. Next year I will be on the cover. If you thought my Nancy Grace interview was hostile, I don't know if you saw my Brock Lesnar interview, but oh, boy, oh boy, yes, did that, I saw that you one. saw that one. That went nice and I quick. Little, I shared that on Facebook. I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Cray cray. Yeah. Yeah. People were like. Were you scared? Yeah, I was scared. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, am I really going to ask him what's the haps right now? And I was like, yeah. Oh, my God. You kind of have you to. You started it, dude. I know. What's the haps? What's the haps? Yeah. 
people were like, but what was he like off camera? And I'm yeah. like, what are you talking he about? He left the camera. He's, he's off camera. Yeah, that was, that was it. Goodbye. <laughs> See you later. Uh, well, listen. I want everybody to go get the game. Yes. Everybody get the WWE Network where you can see Sasha everywhere. Uh, do you miss those Ratchet chants, though? Sasha's Ratchet? No, Absolutely she's not. Absolutely not. You don't? No. You didn't like when people I were... I hated it. What about when they started saying no, the No, She's Not's got bigger? Like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. But they didn't even need to start that chant. What? I'm not Ratchet. I don't. I, I was one of the No, She's Not guys. Thank you. That Thank was you. always... And you know that. Homies. You know that. You, you know. know that. But you didn't like that, that no, started that at was, all. No, I couldn't believe that they started that. That's that's what's so crazy about our NXT fans. They're just so wild. Well, yeah, and I thought <laughs> it was like it was like very forward thinking. Like usually the chants in wrestling aren't quite that hip. You know no. what I mean? That's a, ratchet is a good. Because I told you, like I thought they said rat shit. I thought they were <laughs> yeah. calling me rat shit until I got backstage and like, no, they said ratchet. I'm like ratchet. Right. Well, I'll take that over rat shit. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. Um, <laughs> First one's way worse. Yeah, way worse. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, wait, no, please yeah. don't. All right, now, holding the women's championship belt, are you one of the people that, like, just holding it, like, do you look at it? Do you walk around with <laughs> it? Is it that thing? Do I take pictures like Shawn Michaels? <laughs> yeah, uh, like the play girl with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, there's sometimes that I do look at it, I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful, and, I mean, look, my plate. Yeah. My legit boss, Sasha Bain, it's. It's so pretty. You're lucky that you won now. Like, before, it used to just be the nameplates, but now they put, like, they slapped the logo on oh, and everything. It's, it's a beautiful title, yeah, and I'm, I love carrying it around. The only thing I don't like is TSA. Man, they are so nosy. Are they? They want to pull this out every time I go through with my bag. I'm like, come on, dude. Well, guess what? You just said a minute ago you wanted to win money in the bank. Rollins well, had some yeah, stories <laughs> about going through TSA with this beat-up briefcase. I mean, I, I guess I'll take it. I'd rather have it than not have it. So. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. You wear your own T-shirts, speaking of merch? Yeah, of course. You dude. do? Yeah. You have to, they right? They look good. Yeah, I mean, I guess. i got to put myself over. I guess you're right. If you're not going to wear them, that's Who the else thing. Is? Exactly. Exactly. Exa- how are you going to convince anybody else to wear them? Yeah. Sasha Banks, I'm glad we got a chance to catch up. You know. You feel like we caught up on everything? I feel like we did. Yeah, yeah. Till next Till next time. I don't say next year. Yeah, I don't know. It can't be that long. Yeah, no, no, no. It shouldn't be. Because I feel like we. <laughs> there's too much stuff that happens. Yeah, it's, stuff is going to happen. You're moving at an accelerated pace. Woo! So, uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll do this again. Thank you very much, Sasha Banks. Everybody buy the video game, and uh, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for putting me over. Always. <laughs> <laughs> Here is Sam Roberts. Had a dream, I had it made it. Sasha Banks, thank you once again. Boo did the show. Thank you once again, Sasha Banks, for being a part of this thing. Uh, Sasha Banks, I feel like his family here on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. We were talking about Sasha Banks way early on into the NXT run. I was calling her my favorite wrestler. We're making a lot of heads turn, but guess what? Everybody's on board with it now. Some people were upset about her losing at Hell in a Cell. I'll get into that in just a second, but before we do, you know... You've got to get this WWE Network. They're coming out with the new Cruiserweight show. There's all these new pay-per-views, the Goldberg-Lesnar match. But how are you going to make that nine ninety nine a month? How are you going to get that extra 10 spot? Everybody's taking jobs to get a little extra cash. I worked building lawn furniture on a loading dock. It was, it was before the WWE Network, but had the WWE Network been around, that's how I would have gotten my WWE Network money. I, I, I cleaned a beach all summer. When I was in high school, so I could make enough money to get a replica belt. Everybody needs a side hustle, and I've got the ultimate side hustle just for you. It's Uber. 
Drive with Uber. It's a new way you can earn extra cash whenever you want. It's not just another J-O-B. It's flexible. You can earn whenever you want. You turn it on and off just like you turn your car on and off. If you've got a, spare hours, a few spare hours here, a few spare hours there, drive with Uber. You ever wanted to be your own boss? I bet you'd make a great boss. I bet you'd make a legit boss. Drive with Uber and you are your own legit boss. If you're driving right now, listening to this podcast, you sure you're getting paid. I would do it, but I'm not driving. Every day is a payday when you drive with Uber because you can cash out anytime with instant pay. You can cash out your earnings up to five times a day. No minimum amount required. Listen, if you enjoy extra cash in your pocket, if there's something special you want to buy, uh, your car can start making money for you. Go ahead. Get your side hustle on. Sign up to drive with Uber today. Go to uber.com slash drive now. That's uber.com slash drive now. U-B-E-R dot com slash drive now. You got to do it. You got to do it. Drive it in, man. Let's get into it. Let's get into the state of wrestling this week on Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast, huh? Shall we? We shall. It's now time for this week's State of Wrestling. Let's dip into it. It's the State of Wrestling. I don't even know where to begin this week. I guess since I began last week with the uh, TNA rant that some people are calling epic, uh, I guess there's an update on that. Billy Corgan did not did not gain control over TNA. I'm still perplexed, and I don't know the legal system. Thank God. I had to send DMs to... Ryan Satin over at Pro Wrestling Sheet just to tell him he's doing God's work and going through all this TNA, Billy Corgan legal stuff because I don't have a clue what's going on. I still feel like if, if I had a company like TNA and somebody like Billy Corgan wanted to buy it, I'd be like, yeah, take it, whatever. I don't, 100 bucks, sure, whatever you got, it's yours. But uh, Billy Corgan's not getting it. TNA, it says, owes him $1.8 million. Can you? I hope that one day I do something that is enough of a failure that it makes no money, but popular enough that a giant rock star has to loan me $1.8 million. It's, it's, it's like the greatest double-edged sword ever. It's very cool that you're successful enough that the guy from Smashing Pumpkins wants to loan you $1.8 million. But it's sad that after like 11, 12 years in business, you need the guy from Smashing Pumpkins to bail you out. It's, it's, it really depends. And I think, uh, I think Dixie Carter probably goes to the... Uh, uh, to the latter, whatever, the first one. I think Dixie Carter is more like, yeah, it's great. We created this thing that's so great. Billy Corgan wants to give us money. Yeah, but you don't have any. What? Don't worry about that. Um, so it looks like the company that owns Fight Network, I believe, may try to buy out TNA now. Something's got to give. Something's got to give because it, it's not happening. Congrats, by the way, speaking of TNA, to my pal Josh Matthews, who's going to be calling the – MMA fight, Kid Cash, who, by the way, he's got a lot on his plate. Because when Joey Styles used to call Kid Cash matches, who didn't sit there watching the original ECW waiting for Joey Styles to say, Kid Cash is money! Every time. Every time. So, uh, Josh Matthews has his, has his work cut out for him, not only for the Kid Cash's money drops, but because MMA is tough, man. MMA, Josh Matthews is going to be calling uh, Kid Cash's first MMA match. And if I know Josh, and I do know Josh, he's going to do a lot of homework. 
He's going to make sure that he doesn't look foolish on television or wherever this is getting aired. Um, and I think he's going to be good. You know, the kid, the guy, I should say, works. Uh, and he works hard. He, he, For somebody that really, and, you know, truth be told, he didn't watch wrestling all that much towards the end of his WWE run, has never sounded uninformed about anything. You know, he does his homework and he cares about his, uh, his job and, and sounding good. I know he's got a, a lot of critics as far as what he does in TNA. But I'm anxious to see what he does, and I'm happy for him that he gets to step outside the wrestling world. He's like the reverse Mauro Ronaldo. He's doing wrestling, and now he gets to step outside and try his hand at MMA. Uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what Joshy Boy does. But he will be doing the play-by-play for Kid Cash's MMA debut. Of course, Kid Cash is taking shots at CM Punk, but that's just, you know, I think that's just Kid Cash's way of getting some attention. It's not a UFC fight. Don't, don't get it twisted. It's not a, a sanctioned Ultimate Fighting Championship fight. It's just an MMA fight being put on by another promotion. I don't think UFC would be at all interested in Kid Cash at this point. But good for Kid Cash and uh, and super good for Josh Matthews. Uh, there's all kinds of new stuff going on in the world of wrestling right now, especially in WWE. Uh, first, I mean, at the time of this recording, which is, I don't know, less than 12 hours before I publish it, Undertaker's comeback has been announced. Undertaker, who has not wrestled since WrestleMania, who, if he only wrestled at WrestleMania every year, it would not be a surprise to anybody, will be coming back way before WrestleMania this year. As a matter of fact, he'll be back in, I think, SmackDown after next. The last SmackDown before Survivor Series, The Undertaker is booked to be on the show. Now, this is important, and people are speculating as to what's going on, and nobody knows for sure. It could be that The Undertaker's coming back because that will be the 900th episode of SmackDown, and I think that SmackDown is synonymous with The Undertaker. The Undertaker, when the brand extension first went down uh, in whatever it was, the early 2000s, The Undertaker played that John Cena role where he was drafted to SmackDown so that there was some kind of drawing and star power on that show. The way John Cena was taken off of Raw to really proved that SmackDown was a show worth watching and there was some name brand recognition going on. That's why The Undertaker went to SmackDown and he stayed there for a long, long, long time and, and had a couple world title runs and did the whole deal. Uh, so SmackDown and The Undertaker are synonymous. But something else, and this could just be fortuitous in terms of timing, because something else that The Undertaker is synonymous with is Survivor Series. Survivor Series 1990, that would be, what's that, 26 years ago? 26 years ago, Survivor Series 1990, The Undertaker made his WWF debut. So not only, and that's, I've heard a lot of people bringing up the fact that it's the 900th SmackDown, and some people speculating that The Undertaker may wrestle at Survivor Series. Personally, I doubt it, but the fact that the 900th episode coincides with the go-home show to Survivor Series, which is The Undertaker's show, uh, I think has a lot of meaning. Uh, I think all that considered, The Undertaker coming back is going to work into all that. We saw him, just in terms of photos, he looks amazing. You know, they, they took a photo of him and the Ultimate Warrior's wife and daughter uh, at the Cavs opening game and ring ceremony. And I think that was because, of course, LeBron James was photoed wearing an Undertaker t-shirt and an Ultimate Warrior t-shirt right after they won the championship. Uh, but it was amazing. The Undertaker showed up full Undertaker. 
He had the, the, the tights on. He had the tank top on, the coat, the gloves, the hat. I thought he was wearing a wig just because his hair looked so much like The Undertaker. A lot of people speculated that it definitely was not a wig. I don't know if it's a wig or not, quite frankly. I assumed it was just because it seems like in the off season he doesn't keep his hair. But I, I had forgotten that at WrestleMania 32 he had uh, pretty long hair. His hair was a lot longer than I remembered it when I went back and looked at it. So maybe he grew his hair out again. I don't know. He always wears like a beanie or something in public. Uh, so here's what I think. Here's what I – not what I think – Here's what I would have happen. The Undertaker's not going to wrestle on SmackDown. The Undertaker's going to come out and really just kind of make his presence known. Right? He's not going to get drafted because The Undertaker doesn't... The Undertaker can't get... Unless he was drafted. I don't think he was. The Undertaker should never be drafted. Quite frankly, Brock Lesnar should never have been drafted. Uh, It doesn't make any sense. He should be a paid fighter for hire. And Bill Goldberg uh, shouldn't be looked at as being on one show or the other. Although I guess for this match, because it's a Raw match, the Brock Lesnar, because Brock Lesnar was drafted to Raw, Goldberg is being looked at as a Raw superstar. But he's only got a one-fight contract. If The Undertaker is going to get drafted anywhere, it should be SmackDown, just because historically it means so much. If I'm in charge of things, this is what you have. Goldberg and Lesnar, the match happens, Right? Maybe Goldberg wins. I don't think he should. Here's why I don't think Goldberg should win at Survivor Series. Because Brock Lesnar beat the streak. And by beating the streak, the rub that somebody could have gotten by beating the Undertaker's streak now is going to come from beating Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar takes that rub with him. Brock doesn't need the rub, but somebody else does. And whoever finally beats Brock Lesnar. So if Roman Reigns... Uh, uh, had beaten Brock Lesnar, then it would did he? I don't think he did. Then it would have been, yeah, no, he didn't. Then it would have been uh, Roman Reigns getting that Undertaker rub. If Seth Rollins had beaten Brock Lesnar, clean, you know what I mean. But uh, I think that that it's important that the person who beats Brock Lesnar have some kind of career to move forward from that point. The Brock Lesnar victory over The Undertaker was controversial for that reason, but honestly, it's resulted in a lot of business, and Brock Lesnar has continued for a couple of years now to make an impact and to use that victory to make himself better, to make the future of the industry better. So I, as of this moment, am still in full support of Brock Lesnar beating The Undertaker's streak. That said, the first person who gets a clean victory over Brock should be somebody that we would all look at as a person deserving of winning the streak, whether it be a Seth Rollins, a Roman Reigns, maybe a John Cena, that's probably a bit much. Even a Kevin Owens, if, you know, this is far in the future and Kevin Owens' story has changed. Um, Maybe a Rich Swan. That's who I would have beat Brock Lesnar. Rich Swan would break out of the cruiserweight division and he would get the rub. But that's what I think has to happen. So I think Brock Lesnar has to beat Goldberg. However, Goldberg is an icon, is an icon, is an icon. So I think that the Goldberg-Brock Lesnar story is done being told after Survivor Series. And the same way Randy Orton kind of recovered from the Brock Lesnar match without anything, you know, he just kind of came back and was like, okay, I got beat, I'm done. I'm back now, don't worry about that. 
The same thing can happen to Goldberg, but to a much larger degree. And do you remember at Survivor Series when Sting made his presence known? When Sting first started stalking Triple H. And it led to the Sting-Triple H match. Not until WrestleMania, though. Since Undertaker is coming back on SmackDown, I think that we want to make these big four pay-per-views, the the four pay-per-views a year that are going to be co-branded, I think that you need to make them look like as big a deal as possible. So what I would do is I would have Goldberg lose to Brock Lesnar. Clean, but after a hard-fought match. Goldberg uh, has to get pinned. Not like a a Randy Orton-type finish. Like, have Brock pin him clean, but have Goldberg put a gallant effort in. You know what I mean? Then, after the match, you know, uh, uh, Brock Lesnar's music hits, he celebrates, he leaves, he goes to the locker room. Goldberg stands up. He gets a standing ovation from the audience. You still got it. You still got it. He's looking around. He's got a tear in his eye. He points over to his wife. He points over to his kid. You saw me do it. I finally, bong, the lights go out. All of a sudden, what is going on? A purple light shines in the ring and and showers Bill Goldberg, who's now looking at the entranceway. And The Undertaker walks out onto the stage. He doesn't walk to the ring. He just walks out onto the stage. And he looks at Bill Goldberg, and he picks his thumb up, and he slowly drags it across his throat as Bill Goldberg looks on, almost motionless, confused, intimidated, but ready to fight. And that is how Survivor Series goes off the air. That moment. They're not in the ring together, but that moment is how Survivor Series goes off the air. Because there is no doubt in my mind that the Undertaker match this year is Undertaker versus Bill Goldberg. And not a lot of people are talking about this. People are talking about the Undertaker versus John Cena. I get yelled at on Twitter. Undertaker versus John Cena. Some people are now talking about Undertaker versus Braun Strowman. And, you know, Braun Strowman is being built to be this unstoppable monster. And I'll probably talk about him later on in the in the podcast because I have some thoughts. But this, in my personal humble opinion, will not be the Undertaker's last WrestleMania. And... John Cena should be reserved for The Undertaker's last match. The Undertaker can wrestle a Bill Goldberg match. A match with Bill Goldberg is not going to take anything out of The Undertaker. Goldberg doesn't have that in him anymore. Bill Goldberg is an attraction wrestler. It's going to be fun to watch, but it's not going to be something that destroys you. You know what I mean? The the John Cena-Undertaker match is a match where they can leave everything behind. Honestly, and it's going to sound controversial, John Cena is so good that the John Cena-Undertaker match would be talked about alongside Undertaker Triple H and Undertaker Shawn Michaels. Undertaker Shawn Michaels will always be the best Undertaker WrestleMania match, one of the best matches of all time. John Cena's match with The Undertaker won't be better. However, when you talk about Undertaker matches... You'll talk about Triple H, you'll talk about Sean, you'll talk about John Cena in no particular order. But that is a match that will be saved for The Undertaker's final WrestleMania, which is not this year. This year, 
The Undertaker and Bill Goldberg give us the match that we couldn't get between Sting and The Undertaker. Undertaker later, whether it's at the Royal Rumble, whether it's further down the line, at some point, The Undertaker will tell us that he's heard about Goldberg being the icon of WCW, that he's heard about Goldberg being the greatest WCW champion of all time. Well, there's only one icon in wrestling. Let's find out who it is. There's only one. Oh, really, Goldberg? Your undefeated streak was the biggest streak of all time? I don't think so. How about 20-0 and 0 at WrestleMania? How about that for a streak? The Undertaker streak and Bill Goldberg streak. Both have been broken, but this match happens for history's sake. There is a place in history for an Undertaker-Bill Goldberg match, and there will not be one person that is not excited. If Survivor Series ends the way I just portrayed and just said, everybody will be excited about that potential match. So I think that's, that's where The Undertaker fits in, coming back on SmackDown and then showing up at his show, the Survivor Series that marks 26 years of The Undertaker. He comes out and he makes his presence known after Bill Goldberg loses to Brock Lesnar. And it's not about like, ha ha, you just lost. That's almost an aside. It's about what's next. And what's next is Bill Goldberg versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Maybe Bill Goldberg goes into the Hall of Fame this year. Maybe he goes in next year. But this year, there is a place for him at WrestleMania. And it's against The Undertaker. For sure. For sure. And we've actually, we talked about the Braun Strowman thing. I think it was last year. That was a rumor that was on the internet. I don't think the Braun Strowman is going to get The Undertaker match. There's a big difference between building somebody as an unstoppable monster and giving them an Undertaker victory at WrestleMania. Braun Strowman is an unstoppable monster. He can beat three jobbers at the same time. He ain't Brock Lesnar. He is not. And it's just not, I, I don't see it happening. And maybe I'll, I'll tell you what. If we do find out it's Braun Strowman versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania, you tell me and you remind me of this podcast and I'll eat my hat. How do you like that? You remind me, you tweet me, and I will eat my hat, and I'll do it on Facebook Live. How do you like that? So that's where I think this Undertaker thing is going. Uh, it's interesting what the WWE has announced as far as 205 Live. 205 Live, uh, I was just thinking the WWE needs to be producing more wrestling content. There's not enough shows, and they're simply not long enough. By the way, SmackDown is a great show, but take note. Hell in a Cell was a good pay-per-view, and it was an hour longer than SmackDown's uh, last pay-per-view. SmackDown's last pay-per-view was two and a half hours long. Hell in a Cell was over three hours. I think anything over three hours is overkill, but come on, SmackDown. Up your game a little bit. Uh, 205 Live is going to premiere on November 29th on the WWE Network. It's a one-hour in-ring program showcasing WWE's new cruiserweight division. Um, Here's the thing. It's premiering Tuesday at 10 p.m. Now, you all know how I feel about the cruiserweight division. I think it belongs on its own show. Unless it's going to be treated differently, it's a, a weird distraction on Raw. And it's not getting over because of it. It's, it's, it's a weird sort of stop in the action. The way they change the lighting and the ring ropes and everything. It's like there's Raw and then there's these guys wrestling. And you're going, I'm watching Raw. I don't know why we're watching these guys wrestle right now. Because their storylines don't co-mingle. They don't co-mingle with anybody. It's very, very odd. I think that they're good on their own show. I'm sure they'll still pop up on Raw. And by the way, 
We don't need six-man tags every week just so you can prove that you have eight cruiserweights. We know there's eight cruiserweights, okay? A couple of one-on-ones. That'll be fine. Mix it up a little bit. We know there's four good guys and four bad guys. We remember from before. So, 205 Live is going to premiere Tuesday, November 29th at 10 p.m. I'm excited to see, and I, I think that the Cruiserweight Classic was an amazing show on the network. I think that's where its audience is. And uh, I'm excited that this is going to go down. I will watch the show, absolutely. What I'm not excited about is the timing. The question on everybody's mind is what happens to SmackDown Live? I mean, not SmackDown Live, Talking Smack. Because I will tell you, Talking Smack is arguably the best original program on the WWE Network. Talking Smack is the greatest. I watch every week. You know, they're trying to redo it with a raw chatter or whatever that show is called. Um, but Talking Smack is amazing. Uh, Daniel Bryan is so good. You guys know how I feel about Renee Young. They can't cancel Talking Smack to bring this Cruiserweight show on. And I can imagine they're going to try to tape the, the Cruiserweight show. It's going to be a live show. So I can only imagine that they're going to do it right after SmackDown every week, which is a lot for the live audience. But although nobody's complained about Raw being three hours, but I, I, there has to be a home. SmackDown Live is uh, – uh, Talking Smack is too good. It's too good, and it's like the only place where some of these characters are getting over. Smack, the Talking Smack changed the career of The Miz entirely. It was the Talking Smack segment that made everybody pay attention to The Miz. Changed his career entirely. Baron Corbin had the promo of his life because he was on Talking Smack. That show is not only a good show, it's too valuable to the furtherment of talent. Alexa Bliss has found a voice for herself on Talking Smack. Heath Slater and Rhino get their comedy across on Talking Smack. You can't get away, get rid of that show. I think that Talking Smack is more important to the WWE Network than a cruiserweight show. Hopefully they'll find room for both of them. You know, I don't watch Talking Smack live, so as a human being, as an individual, I would be okay with Talking Smack coming on after the cruiserweight show because uh, I always watch it on demand anyway, but it, that's weird. You know, I don't know what their live numbers are, but if I'm – a guy who doesn't have to wake up for work or doesn't have to prepare for a radio show at night every single night of my life, then I want to turn on Talking Smack after SmackDown. I want to see, you know, a lot of people don't have a wife going like, really, more wrestling, Sam? A lot of people don't have that. So a lot of people want, like, a lot of people don't have to be like, okay, I'll get home tomorrow afternoon and my wife will be at work so then I can watch Talking Smack. So that way I don't have to answer, really? You watch the after show too? I just watch it tomorrow afternoon. A lot of people don't have to deal with that. Either they say, well, I'm single, so I'm just going to watch Talking Smack. Or they go, yeah, woman, I'll watch an after show. You got anything to say about it? Get back in the kitchen. Fix me a sandwich. It's one of those two things, I think. So there might be some female people who enjoy – female people. <laughs> there might be some females who enjoy Talking Smack too, I suppose. I don't know where they would fit in that equation. But – it's weird to not have Talking Smack on immediately after SmackDown. If anything, the Cruiserweight show should be on at 10.30 on Tuesdays. But we'll see what they do. I'm excited to see what 205 looks like, 205 Live looks like. Uh, and uh, I think it'll be a fun show. I think it'll be a good show to watch. Speaking of fun shows, a lot of controversy surrounding the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view 
on Sunday. Uh, Y'all heard my interview with Sasha Banks that I got to do. I couldn't believe it, really. Like, two days before Hell in a Cell, she's in New York sitting and chatting with me for an hour. Then the, then the next day, she's up at, uh, doing a, uh, an autograph signing at, like, noon. Like, just nonstop for these people. The amount of respect that I have for them just grows by the day and the day and the day. So, we're sitting there. We're talking, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm watching the show. Now, you know, you all know, if you've listened to the podcast, that I was skeptical of the build for this match. I uh, made accusations about history for the sake of history, which I think was happening. They were not building a Sasha Banks-Charlotte story properly. They were instead focusing on the history element of the match and the fact that they're making history. Uh, but still, it is history, and let's uh, give it the benefit of a doubt. I thought that the video that they aired before the Hell in a Cell match was great, the preview video. Uh, I was a fan, as I said last week, of the Mick Foley promo that he cut on them uh, on Raw last week. So I said, okay, I'm ready for it. So, But I, I watched it knowing that there are very high expectations for this, and that's a lot to deliver. And I have to tell you, it was a great cell match. These two chicks killed themselves. They killed themselves fighting this match, more so than the guys did, in my humble opinion. Now, I'm not saying that the guys need to kill themselves. I think that the story the women were telling was a different story. Uh, But that pay-per-view, when all is said and done, is going to be remembered for that match. There's no doubt in my mind that the women's Hell in a Cell match was the best Cell match on the show by a mile. Um, You know, the Kevin Owens-Seth Rollins match was effective in the sense that it told the story and furthered everything the way they wanted it to, and the Chris Jericho spot was great. But just in terms of being a Hell in a Cell match, there have been a lot of Hell in a Cell matches. What culture just did a great video of the worst Hell in a Cell matches? There have been a lot of Hell in a Cell matches that don't matter. And this one mattered. And the women did not let us down at all. I was, quite frankly, I was surprised at the amount of people who thought that a couple botched table spots and a wonky ending made it a terrible match. The ending was a little bit wonky because these two women had kicked the crap out of each other for a while. And listen, the table spots didn't work. Number one, it looked more painful to me that the tables didn't break, that Sasha just bounced off of them. And number two, I'm sorry that 130 pounds, if she's even that much, she's probably even less, of Sasha Banks, whatever she weighs, tiny, tiny Sasha Banks does not have the body weight to break a table the way 200-plus pounds Kevin Owens does. Kevin Owens has 100 pounds on Sasha Banks. When he is sent careening into a table, it's going to break. It's not going to happen with Sasha Banks. And it was a shame that those two table spots didn't pan out. But when that match gets looked back on, look, we look back, nobody says that the Trish Stratus Lita cage match, I think that was a cage match that they had, was not important. When you look back on it, it's not Brett versus Owen. Okay? It might not even be Hogan versus King Kong Bundy. But it's a very, okay, it might be better than that one. But it's not Brett versus Owen. It's not Hunter versus Mankind in Jersey. It's not any of those. It's not one of the classic, you know, cage matches. But 
It's important, and it holds up, and it stands the test of time. And that Hell in a Cell match will stand the test of time. And you will watch it back, and you'll go, damn, these women really put it all out there. They really put it all on the line. They went in there, and they gave every ounce that they could possibly give, and it was effective. I wish the tables had broken, but the match was effective. I'd be so frustrated if I was Sasha Banks or Charlotte, and like I killed myself in the ring trying to have a match that lived up to this historic billing and went on last, by the way, for the first time on a pay-per-view. And people are mad because the tables didn't break, and so the match sucked. That's ridiculous. The match didn't suck at all. They both did uh, uh, phenomenally. They both did really amazing jobs. Now, look, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles in a Hell in a Cell match will probably be a better match. It's not the best Hell in a Cell match that's ever happened. But it's the best Hell in a Cell match in a long time. And when we look back on it, it's not going to be looked at as a flop. It's not going to be a match. And it could have been. The amount of hype that this match had, it could have easily been, oh, they built this match up and it sucked. And that's not what happened. And that's why I went on Twitter and said, it's so weird, the Twitter fans. I went on Twitter and I said uh, uh, that... You know, congratulations to both these people. People are going to watch that match forever. And they will watch that match forever. A lot of you disagreed with me. And that's when you started calling me a shill again for WWE, which is ridiculous. People will watch that match forever. Because we live in a digital age where we rewatch things. And it was the first women's Hell in a Cell match. And it was a very, very effective Hell in a Cell match. And they killed themselves in it. The Spider-Man thing. All the, uh, Sasha got dropped on her neck like three times. It was the damnedest thing I ever saw. So look, you've got to give credit where credit is due as far as that goes. Then the next night, I said something about I was annoyed because I was happy that Gallows and Anderson beat Enzo and Cass at the pay-per-view. Because Enzo and Cass, I love them. They don't need the victory. They're going to get mic time when they go out there, and they're going to get the fans excited for them. They don't need the victory. Anderson and Gallows need to be able to beat people up. Otherwise, they're terrible bad guy bullies. How could they be bad guy bullies if they don't beat anybody up, if they don't win matches? So I was really happy when they beat uh, Enzo and Cass clean. And to those that were like, do Enzo and Cass ever win? They've won a ton of matches. You know, no, they didn't win at SummerSlam against Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, but Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are now at the top of the card. You know, no, they don't win every time. But, you know, it wasn't that long ago that Cass was getting a world title shot. So they're not hurting. I was frustrated that after I was happy that Gallows and Anderson won at the pay-per-view, that immediately the next night they lost while in a pumpkin street fight or whatever that thing was. And it goes back to the 50-50 booking. And what happens with 50-50 booking where you win as much as you lose is it becomes very, very difficult to care about anybody. So... That's what frustrated me, um, and I said something to that effect, and then I got people tweeting me saying, like, you always complain. What? If anything, my criticism is I don't, get, I don't, I don't complain enough, but whatever. I just, I just kind of try to tell you how I'm feeling as an optimistic wrestling fan that still likes the show. That's the whole point for the podcast. I'll tell you what I like. I, I still like the James Ellsworth story. 
Uh, I still like that. I wish Dean were a little meaner to him. I don't know why he's still being his friend. Uh, I hope that at some point Dean turns on him. I think that'd be fun to see. I like the James Ellsworth story. I thought SmackDown was good. Uh, Natalia not being on the women's Survivor Series team is a crime. And hopefully, as the coach, since she's a bad guy, somebody will get injured in her training sessions and she'll be able to take their spot. And you'll find out Natty took him out. Uh, you know, Tanya Harding them. That's what I would do. How great would that be? If Natalia, Nancy Kerrigan's, and Tanya Harding's her way into the Survivor Series match. She just injures somebody. And that way, maybe who, maybe she injures Naomi. And then Naomi can uh, maybe cost her an elimination of Survivor Series. Maybe doesn't get settled till the night, uh, the SmackDown after Survivor Series. Something like that. But I think it'd be great. Honestly, I would make Natalia be the sole survivor of the SmackDown women's team. They're not protecting their champion anyway. She's not even the captain of the team. So I would make Natalia the sole survivor because she deserves it and she's believable. Make her the sole survivor. Then the next night have uh, 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 the glow queen come out, Naomi, and say, hey, you know, you injured me. You cost me my spot in that match. I would have been the sole survivor. Now you still don't have things settled between Carmella and Nikki Bella. You got Alexa Bliss can still be the number one contender fighting with uh, 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 Becky Lynch and Natalia and Naomi have their own thing going. You've got three women's feuds happening all at once. That's progressive. That's Flo would be excited. That is progressive. That's what I would do. Um, you know, there are things that happen and it goes back to the Hell in a Cell match. I was not upset that Sasha Banks lost that match. That does not qualify 50-50 booking for me. We learned during the Sasha Banks interview that she was injured. That's why the title was getting traded off of her. I don't know that she was supposed to, in the grand scheme of things, lose at SummerSlam. She was injured, or they thought she was. And then she returned way quicker, so they put the title back on her. But I think that they realized Charlotte was on a winning streak. And... Charlotte maintaining a winning streak on a pay-per-view level, that is something that needs to be carried into WrestleMania. I like that Charlotte won at Hell in a Cell because her pay-per-view winning streak stays alive. You know, it, it can be compared to The Undertaker. It can be compared to her dad, 16-time world champion Ric Flair. Because let's see, what do you got? You got Survivor Series, then a December pay-per-view, then Royal Rumble, then a pay-per-view. You're looking, what's she, 14 and 0 now? Maybe not. It'd be great if she was 16-0 and 0 at pay-per-views walking into WrestleMania and she wanted to get that 17th like her dad. She'll be more than that. But how great would that be if Charlotte walks into WrestleMania with a pay-per-view winning streak and the title and Bailey or Sasha or whoever it is has to stop that? I think it's worth maintaining those streaks. That's why I'm bummed for Sami Zayn. I don't like that he's got to be the live bait for Braun Strowman. But in some ways, I love that he is because it keeps Braun alive, because it means that the weeks that we saw him beating jobbers is not just going away, because that has happened before. So the fact that they're maintaining this stuff and they're keeping it going, that's why I don't get bothered by it. That's why it's okay by me, because I, I think that as much as I want to see Sasha Banks win every match, if Charlotte has a streak that's building, let's build the streak, you know? Let's build it. Sasha's not going to be uh, uh, forgotten because of it, Again, Sasha's uh, performance was good enough, so uh, I, I don't think that uh, anybody, I don't think anybody uh, uh, comes out looking bad for that whole thing. All right, 
We gone long because uh, my Sasha Banks interview was a nice lengthy one. That's going to be up on YouTube, by the way. That's going to be on the Not Sam channel. Don't forget to subscribe to both YouTube channels, youtube.com slash Not Sam. It's got all the wrestling podcast stuff on it. And, and youtube.com slash Jim and Sam show to find out what Jim and I uh, are doing every single morning over on SiriusXM. That's Jim Norton. Uh, and don't forget to get your side hustle on. Sign up to drive with Uber and earn extra cash whenever you want. It's totally flexible. You are your own boss, which means if you want to, when you're finished, you can fire yourself. You can cash out up to five times a day, no minimum amount required. So why would you fire yourself? Sign up today at uber.com slash drive now. That's U-B-E-R dot com slash drive now. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll keep you abreast as to what we're doing here in L.A. Uh, and until next time, this has been Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. A toodaloo. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.